hopefully that decision maker is a real leader, right? There's a reason why that person is there. And hopefully those learnings from the pandemic will not be lost. I can say the same, it's never been better than now. When we think we figure out something, the world changes and we have to figure it out again. Welcome back everyone to the last part of this episode called Shaking Up the World of Work. As a reminder, it was a live event and in this part we opened it up to the questions from the audience and together with Birke Apak and Ola Putrikus, we did the best we could to engage in the conversation which ranged from hybrid ways of working to how to influence leaders in embracing, testing, experimenting new and different ways of looking at work. So here we are with the first question from Enric. I have a question on how you organize yourself because uh, I understand you you work basically very closely. Do you have an office together? Do you work completely from home? How do you basically manage kind of the you know the operational part of the business? Because mm-hmm. I myself uh, I'm also self-employed. I have my own company, but one-man show, so it's mm-hmm. way easier because I have to just decide with myself. Uh, but, but how do you do this thing? Just, just uh, curious to hear. Yeah, um, we never had an office, only for the uh, organization of the event, right? We, we needed, we, we are a bigger ten- team than who we are, just the two of us here. So we needed an office back then, uh, we, which we used until the COVID lockdown came, <laughs> so for six months. But apart from that, for Vivent, we, we were always... Uh, international team. So two of us were here, one in Berlin, two people in Romania, and now we have one person in in Czech Republic. So we never needed an office. If we needed to work together, there was always co-working spaces plus our flats. You know, I I spent a lot of time at the Ola's place or Ola spent a lot of time in my place. Um, Right now, how we do it is basically uh, we have some uh, hours that are together that we turn, we don't talk, we just turn uh, PC on, uh, we turn off the video and we just work together. So I hear her typing and it helps a lot. Uh, or in chat like, oh, I'm now, I wrote to this person or oh, I got a reply and it just replicates a bit the <laughs> in the office experience. <laughs> and I, I actually, yeah, really like that uh, yeah. because we can still have the spontaneous moments of talking. Uh, but kudos to people who are working alone, uh, that's, mm. uh, <laughs> that's a big job. And when we started with we went the first thing I said to all, I don't want to be alone in this, so I need you. <laughs> Let's get together. So, yeah. But there's a big movement towards, yes, becoming a freelancer. Um, but those people also need kind of a network, I think, to, to be part of, belong to the yep. like-minded people. I have to admit that maybe... In, at the beginning, when people ask, do you have an office or where is your office? They kind of assumed that we would have an office. I was a little bit, you know, like, not ashamed. I mean, that's probably a, too big of a word, but I felt a bit, like, uncomfortable answering that question. Today, I mean, everybody's in their home office anyway, so it's a completely different reality. But it's, it's actually, I mean, why would we spend money <laughs> on, on an office where we have, I mean, we are lucky to have apartments that really allow us to work um, from home. Uh, very comfortably, so no, no need to spend money if you don't have to. Don't, don't. And there are ways to, you know, send yeah. your post somewhere to a registered address and so on. So, I wouldn't say this is the best investment you can do when you start your business an office. Yeah, absolutely. Henrik, does that answer your question? 
Yeah, th thank you. Uh, I, I think it's, it's a really, uh, you hit the trend because I also wonder in the meantime, especially now with the pandemics, you know, all the companies renting office spaces, I, I think there'll be next crisis coming up mm. because uh, there's so much going on in direction remote work or yes. hybrid models, even in, in established large companies, which I, uh, and of my clients, for example, say the same. They they will reduce office space because it uh, doesn't make any sense anymore that everyone comes to office five days a week. So uh, interesting trends. But great and good luck. Good luck to you. I think it's a great, uh, a great kind of journey you are on. So you know, enjoy it. Enjoy it and, and all the best. Thank you. Good luck to you too. More questions. Hi, yes. I, I'm Anna. Hi, Anna. Uh, from Zurich. I'm also a coach. Very interesting to learn more about you. I was trying to reach uh, to, to come to your event in Zurich, but unfortunately, I already had some other um, uh, conference uh, that uh, that Monday. Um, yeah, and uh, I wanted to ask you, how do you plan to? Uh, make companies aware about this change, you know, that, that the workplace is not really a happy place and uh, how are you coming towards the companies without, you know, pointing the finger and, you know, uh, getting them on board, getting them motivated mm -hmm. to change that together with you? I find that very difficult, so I try to to also address companies and to mm -hmm. draw attention to burnout mostly and other issues. And yeah, and sometimes it's uh, helpful, sometimes it's not. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just curious how do you approach that? Great question, Anna. And I think my my reaction to that is, I mean, we've tried and we even heard from our network like, oh my, you know, my employer needs help, and we've knocked on their door. But we are not met with uh, a lot of interest. And I think you have to accept that you will not change immediately everybody. <laughs> and I think we, we also accept that, that we don't go to everybody immediately. And you, you, it's so much easier to, to go with the ones who are already kind of eager themselves to do uh, something different and to change, uh, to shake things up. Um, and uh, it's really this pull approach rather than push you know like you cannot push these things uh, on, on on organizations the other uh, way to to go about it is rather than looking at the entire organization maybe you look at um, a specific team or a specific leader or a specific department or function you you start on a more mi micro level and then if that's a success and if you prove it then you can go to the next one and maybe people will start getting interested uh, you know how did you do it what did you do and so yeah i think trying to save the world <laughs> is is a, a huge ambition so step by step mm -hmm. okay thank you very much thank you thank you i was gonna approach also from another perspective um business have different priorities right they they mm. So you need to look at where the priority is and speak that language if you ask me. So if, if that is ROI or if that is making more sales, and you're, we are talking about people. If you want to keep team people productive, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go uh, let them go for a sick leave for a month That if that's where it's going to end, right? So basically you need to take where the priorities and speak that language and connect, make the dots, uh, connection to the to the health or mental challenge aspect. Mm. 
if you have any magic strategies to share with us, Anna, as well, on how to do that and how to change the conversation and how to uh, also tickle, I think, the interest as opposed to impose, and I guess we're not talking about imposing, but it is, I think, also through these conversations, it's a bit tickling the, the curiosity, the interest, and saying, well, why is this actually that important? But if you have things you would like to share with us as well on on how you would go about it, happy to hear. Mm. I mean, I love I love this uh, this concept of four weeks uh, uh, work work day uh, work uh, week three and uh, you know just working for for days a week and uh, I think you tackled that in uh, in your conference and mm -hmm. as I said I really wanted to be there <laughs> but I I promise I will uh, I will be at the next one. Um, and, you know, just show them the science. I think, you know, meditation helps show them the science. Uh, like really um, do a training or something and uh, measure results and show them, you know, results and mm -hmm. testimonials and what people say. And I think, as you as you said and Alexandra said, the, the world can be changed, you know, by being a drop in the ocean, by... Yeah. you know, doing things systematically and being there, showing up and doing a little bit every day, like talking to each people, telling them, you know, about yourself and they can go and talk to their organization. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, that's that's something I believe as well um, in doing. And uh, yeah, this is also my discovery. <laughs> if I can support, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually doing my part and... Uh, I'm happy to see that uh, you also exist and that you have the same mind. Thanks. It's definitely a big, uh, big help for professional like us. More questions or comments as we are reaching 3.15. Hi, I'm Josefina. I'm in Madrid. Just well, uh, it's so nice to reconnect with Paola. It was very, very interesting. I think we're all struggling even when we used to work in corporate, we were all striving for connection and the way people connect, mm -hmm. uh, leadership, whatever, right? Peers, effective. And now with the pandemic and the remote working, I don't know, for me, in, the problem is still the same, right? Mm -hmm. the, 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 the underlying issues below the iceberg continue to be the same and this mm -hmm. ability to have people connecting and, and build something from there, but the, the way that shows it's now much more complex. So when we think we figure out something, the world changes and we have to figure mm. it out again. Yes. Uh, and, and, and I think staying in curiosity and exploring everything everybody's doing, it's uh, at least at the center of what I'm doing. And it was super nice to be in a conversation hearing. So thank you so much. Thank you, Ciao, Chiquita. It has been. That's that's Lina. Ciao, Not one day has gone through. Now, only 20, only 20. But I'm still a millennial at heart. You do look like as well. Or Generation Z, maybe at heart. Generation Z, yeah. Generation to be born. Who wants to be part of the generation who's yet to be born? Raise your hand. Yes and no. I don't know. It's no, Chiara, you say no. No. 
well, <laughs> we should explore that. Do you really want to start all over? Really? No. <laughs> exactly. I am never going to trade my 46 years of wisdom. <laughs> I can say the same. It's never been better than now. So. Yes. <laughs> exactly. All right. So we're the generation now. We're an amazing <laughs> gang. Curious. <laughs> yes, okay. yes. Maybe, I mean, um, if the questions are not coming, one of the things we are looking at next is um, a hybrid workplace. And uh, I'm curious if, I, if you have any thoughts on that. Maybe we can have a, a bit of an exchange. So the pandemic pushed us all to work online and fully from home. But, uh, and you will see in every publication uh, from HBR to Forbes to Economist, all the thought provokers in the world are talking about, you know, the, the new the new challenge of the hybrid workplace where we will blend the two worlds together. And uh, we are currently preparing uh, an exciting um, product. It never stops. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we will not do an event this year uh, because it's too ambiguous. And rather than doing one day, uh, somebody's still joining, so I'm going to admit them. Um, yeah, uh, what I was saying is... Um, Instead of doing one off event in one day, we'll do a series of different um, workshops, academies that people will be able to join throughout the time, and this will be more focused. And the first one uh, that we will do is uh, hybrid workplace, looking at kind of peeling the onion of, of uh, hybrid workplace. You know, what are the challenges? What are the learnings we took from pandemic? Uh, what is the culture that we want to create uh, in the hybrid workplace? Uh, trust, psychological safety. Um, technology and tools and then well-being again. So we are going again around our core topics, but with a lens now of hybrid workplace. So I'm just curious if it's something that you can relate to, if you're hearing it in your organizations. Um, yeah. Curious about your reactions. Ola, thank you so much for bringing this up. This is my cue to uh, contribute. <laughs> uh, it's nice to see everybody. I can recognize a couple of faces <laughs> here, so uh, it's nice to see everyone uh, joining in. Uh, I can say that I'm a very big fan of hybrid anything, really. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't like any uh, anything too traditional, and it's just maybe my personality, but also my background. Um, I'm also a millennial myself, and I've been uh, working uh, from home for quite a long time. So it's also because my profession allows me to have mm. this flexibility. I work in a, in a recruitment function, and this is also something that you can do independently from home. You know, you're mostly engaged virtually or uh, whatever kind of option that we have available for us these days. But I can relate to uh, what you guys mentioned uh, earlier, that uh, it, it does come to a level of fatigue because whilst you are trying to be present mm. on every virtual um, uh, platform out there, it does get to a point where you're missing out on that uh, human interaction. And in that sense, I think a hybrid uh, solution could help us get the best out of both, both worlds not necessarily over drain, uh, over drain our energy because, mm. you know, you're going to also pay more attention when you are on the screen. You don't necessarily interact with somebody and pay attention to yourself that much. Mm. So it takes some of that energy away. But in any case, going back to, to the hybrid uh, workplace, I would definitely see still 
a place for gathering uh, and a place maybe for uh, meeting and interacting with your teams uh, more effectively. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, still holding uh, on to our flexibility and work from home, which I think would still be a solution for the future. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's very difficult for me to see now uh, everybody going back to the office 100% uh, after we've actually experimented uh, working from home and flexibly from everywhere uh, for such a long time. Absolutely. So, yeah. feel free to join join in here, but <laughs> I'm all for hybrid. Thanks for the reaction, uh, Irina. And uh, you know, there are studies done on different companies. So, oh, we have a yes, Federica. <laughs> Go. Uh, sorry to sorry to bother. At first, I was the one asking for the prices. <laughs> Hi, Federica. Nice to meet you. <laughs> it's a coming out moment. Yeah. <laughs> We appreciate yeah, it. Really <laughs> <laughs> no, dear. First, I mean, it's really cool because I I, I love to hear the different uh, ideas from people and uh, the 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 reactions. Secondly, sorry for the questions, but again, Avapala, she was right. I mean, I've been working more than twenty, no, almost twenty five years as a marketing head. So for me, and this is a forward, everything is is. Uh, money investment and something that goes well for the for a company whatever the company was um i think i was really impressed uh, about the uh the irina uh comment which is this kind of uh, mm-hmm. how can i say balance uh, between uh, the 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 non-real world which means exactly the zoom etc where you really need to be to stay focused because you cannot lose time mm-hmm. and uh, the event uh, that I've seen uh, and I was asking for the price <laughs> but my question was uh, how do you get to the core of the decision makers mm-hmm. to exactly foster this new way of uh, yeah. feeding, feeding the brain which again in my opinion is uh, 70% or let's say 50% real life and 50% already that what I talk real life means uh, looking at somebody with mm-hmm. a body and 50% like like that and and I wanted to ask these questions well to everyone but especially to uh to Ola and uh, oh my god the name is very good <laughs> <laughs> and I love her because she's very, very pragmatic like me. <laughs> let, let me know. I mean, how do you are you how do you think you can get into the the brain or the the, the yeah the decisions of the decision makers? Which is similar to what Anna was also kind of alluding to mm-hmm. in, in, from a different perspective, but you're also taking it from uh, uh, yeah, how to influence the decision makers, the ones that are gonna be investing that money in the development of people in, mm-hmm. in organizations that may belong or may have a different paradigm and way of thinking. I think Bilge already kind of answered, you know, look at their goals and uh, talk uh, business language, productivity gains, uh, you know, business results. That that normally is the way I think we had to, I had to educate myself to talk more numbers, statistics, insights, and uh, it's, de- I'm definitely less pragmatic than Bilge, <laughs> Federica, I have to say. But uh, yeah, it's a skill that you that you learn as a business owner and uh, that you that you obtain. I think still there is something about chemistry. I have to say, apart from having this uh, human, yeah, the human to human conversation, and uh, 
not forcing it because if we don't have the common ground then I'm not gonna you know beg forever <laughs> right and there needs to be a will on the other side I think that's that's uh, an element to success as well I can jump in Paola also sorry um, I think at the end of the day it's all about what's in it for the person right it's all about identifying their pain point and making sure that that we ask questions more than provide solutions because trying to push it yes of course you can come with all the numbers of the world, all the statistics. But if there is no pain point that you're really nagging, you know, you're really seeing it in their face, you're not solving a problem that is still latent, mm. they're not going to be wanting to invest. So I think there is a different level of readiness of companies, organization of people, individuals, and you're going to find those that are ready, that mm. are there. You know, so what they say, when the when the student is ready, the teacher will, turn, will show up. There is, <laughs> you're, never, you're not always ready. Even if you, if from external, you look at like, oh, this organization needs it like, <laughs> like, you know, like water. Yes. <laughs> but if they don't recognize it, there is no way. They're not mm. going to get into it. So I think it's really important to, to ask questions. And I'm sure you do it all the time because that's how, you, you know, as entrepreneurs, this is how we understand mm. how we can relate to the um to the counterpart, to our customers, and it's really about yeah answering pain points. Very true, very true. And Bigay, you wanted to add something perhaps on, yeah, on that? Yeah, I, I want to say, hopefully that decision maker is a real leader, right? There's a reason why that person is there. And I believe that that person continues to develop herself or himself that will understand the needs. And whenever there's an opportunity, comes across that she will take the right decision or he will take the right decision. So yeah, we cannot push people, but also I believe in natural selection. That person is going to be there mm-hmm. for a reason, company culture or people who will support that person to be there. Otherwise, the company will slowly lose, maybe just in that little function not whole, as a whole. But um, yeah, I believe there's a reason why those people are there and they're not going to be there next year. If, if they are the wrong people. If I can add one thought on this uh, topic, is you know I have um, uh, current recently two customers, one in Italy, one or not Italy, one in uh, Southwest Germany, smaller companies, and actually the same topics were very kind of first there was the shock of the pandemics where suddenly mm. people could partly not even come to office, like in Northern Italy they had complete ban, uh, anyone who is not in production must work from home. So the big shock to some of the managers, how do I trust my people? Because this is, to me, this is one of the critical things, you know, trust your team. Because if you see your people mm-hmm. in action because they're sitting in the office, it's very easy yeah. for the manager. But how do I organize work? How do I make sure people, wherever they are, if I don't see them, that they actually do the work and do it in the right way? So a lot of this is, I think, to, to really help also the, the management to lead by by trust, lead by example, lead by uh, goal setting, by, you know, having clear clear expectations of all those topics. So I, I, don't, I think we'll be thankful to the pandemics for, for this uh, kind of abrupt uh, shift to this, because if it mm-hmm. didn't happen, it would take decades to really move it to where we are today. Absolutely. And hopefully those learnings from the pandemic will not be lost and will be. There will be maybe temptation in some organization to just go back to the normal, but um, they will be faced with a lot of challenge for sure, because uh, yeah, we, we, we all redefined our lives, I think, in the last year, um, how we cope with the challenges and 
going back to the office five days away uh, a day is probably not um, incentivizing as much as it used to be. <laughs> so yeah, let's see. That's why I want to talk about hybrids <laughs> next. Very good. So maybe that could be the next topic uh, of the of our event or our get together because it is spot on three thirty one. And I do want to be very mindful of people's time, because time is important, like we were talking about before, and people <laughs> taking ownership of their own time. And uh, a big, big thank you to, um, to Bill Gates and to thank Ola you. for, you. for being you. here. And as I said, we are actually here in the new normal, physically, <laughs> together, sharing the space. Dominica, to your point, we're trying to work hybridly, too, having Zoom yes. sessions, <laughs> but the importance of also having a human face-to-face -face encounter. <laughs> I'm still a fundamental believer in that. Hey, good. <laughs> so uh, looking forward to, to the next time. Keep sure. us updated on your programs, your ideas, your events. Uh, everybody who's been on this call is going to get a discount, right? For sure. going to be organizing the marketing budget, so she's going to push the prices super high. So don't worry about that. You're going to get a good return on investment. And with that, I want to thank all of you for joining, for spending the time together with us. As you can see, Adilia and, and well, all our So here we are. We've reached the end of this episode of Shaking Up the World of Work. Make sure you tune in to the next upcoming episode where I'm joined by Gloria Zhang from Singapore. She has a wonderful story to tell and it's all about not shortchanging on your dreams. So make sure you tune in to hear her story on how she has followed her dreams, but first, how she discovered them. Until the next time, I will take care.